Today is the Friday, 23rd February 2018. We all come together to build goodness or to cultivate that which is skillful. You let go of evil, cultivate that which is good and skillful, and purify your mind. We are approaching the 15th day of the third month that we call Maga Puja. This is the day that the Buddha gave the Awada Padimoka to 1,250 Arahant monks. These monks were comprised of the three Kasapa brothers and their followers who made up a thousand monks. And then Venerable Sariputta and Venerable Mahamogalana and their followers who made up another 250 monks. There were in total 1,250 monks who gathered together without any prior appointment at Veluana Monastery. This bamboo grove was a first monastery in the Buddha's dispensation that King Bimbisara offered to the Buddha. That day, the Buddha and the Noble Sangha came together for the Padimoka in unison. It was a Parisuti Patimoka, a pure Patimoka, because each of the monks there had a pure heart. In other words, the Sangha were all fully enlightened Arahants. In the Buddha Sasana, this gathering only occurs once, and this is when the Buddha gives the Awada Padimoka, which contains a profound teaching that is the heart of the Buddha's teachings, not doing any evil, cultivating what is skillful and purifying the mind. We are all born in this era and we are still in time to practice the teachings of the Buddha. We should reflect that this is the heart of the Buddha's teachings and are we all able to practice according to the heart of these teachings. The Buddha taught that his teachings were able to give results that aren't constrained to any period, not restricted by any time, and not restricted to a specific type of person. A lay person is able to give up evil, do good, and purify the mind. The monks can do the same, avoiding evil, doing good, and purifying their minds. It's not something that only the monks can do. If the lay people, like all of you, are determined, then they can do it as well. This is if we have determination and desire. True determination to really let go of evil. True determination to cultivate the good. And true determination to purify the mind following the heart of the teachings of the Buddha. Now we think how do we let go of evil? In this period of time, there are many countries of the world that are materially prosperous. Some of these countries have a lot of weapons and guns. It's easy to find guns in these societies. In some cities, even 80% of the population have guns. But at the same time, they don't lead them to get rid of evil. Someone within this 80% 
even just one or two people will have a mind that is disturbed. And if they go, shoot and kill themselves, then they will just die alone. But instead, they go and kill others. 30 or 40 people have to die along with them. This is in a materially developed country. And this is happening a lot. Why? Because they don't teach them to avoid all evil. They only teach them to prosper materially, promoting money, education, and finding wealth in the world. They don't come back to learning about the inside, about the mind. They just don't have Dhamma, that's all. And this country, Venerablajan Cha, has been there. One man there asked him, Thailand is a Buddhist country, but why are there so many criminals and thieves there? Ajahn Chah wasn't offended by this, but asked him back, In this country of yours, does everyone come first in the examinations? And in this country, do you have criminals? Do you have thieves? They laughed. It's not that it's in a Buddhist country that they don't have criminals and thieves. Buddhism teaches not to steal and not to be a bad person. But those people don't practice according to the heart of the teachings, so they do bad. It doesn't matter what country or what religion, they all have this. Religion is a support for the heart to build goodness. So in aiming to make the mind to have purity, we need to give up evil and unskillfulness. In the beginning, it's something we can do. Being lay people, you still live in society. There are some that ask, If I just drink one glass of alcohol and I don't get drunk, is that fine? I live in society, so I need to drink for work and when in social settings. This we should contemplate on. The things that are considered reckless, the things that we may do that are dangerous to life or wealth, we have to stop doing. For example, we can drink alcohol, but if we're drunk, then we shouldn't drive. We have to have mindfulness to train ourselves, to know ourselves, and to stop ourselves. No one can tell us how many drinks we should have till it's enough. This is to take the example of the fifth moral precept of drinking alcohol. But in society, being a lay person, not drinking alcohol at all might be difficult. But if we have to drink, we have to think what we have to do to be able to look after oneself well with mindfulness. Killing living beings is considered unskillful or evil. Killing living beings in order to maintain one's livelihood in order to make a living and survive may be considered necessary in life. But to kill for playfulness or fun, then this is not necessary at all. We should give up this enjoyment in killing other living beings. This is like giving up evil. And when we have enough status and means to live well, then we shouldn't kill other living beings. We can do this and still get by comfortably. Some people who are struggling to make a living, they might have difficulty being strict in this precept. But when one has more faith and more wisdom, one is able to get rid of evil. There are examples of this too, of those who could give up killing animals. One of Vajan Chah's 
lay disciples would go out in a big group and go find frogs and toads to kill and eat. This person began to grow faith and didn't want to kill living beings. He didn't want to kill frogs as he had begun to feel sorry for the frogs. He didn't want to kill them anymore. So what did he do? He just broke their legs but didn't kill the frogs. Later he thought about this more and more and in the end he felt deeply sorry for them. Then he went with his group as usual. They all captured the frogs and then he let them all go. He got criticized and blamed but he was determined not to kill anymore. It took a long time till he could do it. He trained and listened to Dhamma from our teacher Ajahn Chah and in the end slowly he could let go of evil and cultivated goodness. Venerable Ajahn Chah also told another story. There was one person who owned one parcel of land and they sprayed pesticides to kill the insects that would harm their rice crop. But the next parcel of land, the owner had Dhamma, an upright morality, and wouldn't spray any pesticides. In the end, the one who didn't spray any pesticides made more profit and became more prosperous. It's really amazing the power of Dhamma. If the heart is able to get to that level, then he can do it. So this letting go of evil, we try to do, bit by bit, and more and more. Slowly contemplate and train little by little. And in the end, we will be able to do it. In the past, we may have been deceitful, may have cheated, may be working in stores and cheated the time we worked, or taken the money of the company to be ours or whatever different methods that came from our greed, this want to get more for ourselves. The Buddha taught us to rid of this sense of self. We aren't able to give it all up at once in the beginning. Having sila can come from understanding about giving dana or offerings. If we do more dana, then we may think, why do we have to steal from our greed then? When we gain, we have to practice dana or giving in order to give up greed. We don't just practice giving and making merit in order to get a big heavenly mansion or wanting to just offer a hundred baht and want to get a big heavenly mansion. That is just greed. According to the heart of Dhamma, the reality of giving is to give up greed in the heart. When we give up greed, then the mind is pure. This has much greater benefits for us. We have sila dhamma. This is the highest wealth, the highest wealth. It won't disappear and we won't go poor. But if we do dana with the hope to want to get a lot, then this is buying merit. That's not right. When we practice generosity often, we don't have greed and our mind develops. Then we don't want to take the money of others to be ours. This is the foundation of someone with sila or morality. There is spiritual growth and prosperity to a higher level. In the end, we determine to give up evil of speech and actions. There is just left the mind. The mind still proliferates and thinks. This takes time to train. The things that cultivate goodness, we determine to do. We do dana, help the needy, 
do meditation, practice chanting, go to pujas. We develop a foundation of our hearts with metta or loving kindness. We have compassion for those that are not well off and we help the poor and needy. Whatever it is that makes our mind good and that doesn't harm us or others, then this is what we do. It's called cultivating our goodness. And we do this until our mind has faith and determination to meditate and build samadhi or concentration. And what about this development of samadhi? Well, we have had this in and out breath of ours since birth. It is our long time close friend, but we haven't looked after it or been interested in it and taken care of it. We've been wanting to gain and acquire a lot of things outside of us. And when those things we have disappear, they change and cease, then we suffer. Some people have loneliness arise. They ask, what is this loneliness? Why does it arise? I ask them, why be lonely? Look at the breath. Is it a good friend? It's never gone anywhere. It's with us. Wherever we go, we have the breath. It's a really good friend. Seclusion is our best friend. And this breath of ours is a very good friend. Have mindfulness to know along with the breath. Do this a lot. If the mind is peaceful, then we won't be lonely. We will be able to stop greed, hatred and delusion. This is building goodness until it is complete. Because when the mind is peaceful, it is rid of evil already. Because we don't have anger, ill will, hatred for others. The mind isn't proliferating anywhere. This is peaceful and skillfulness. When we can do this often, then we learn the truth of the sankharas, this heap of aggregates that we attach to as a self. Like the nephew of Venerable Sariputta, who listened to the Buddha teach at the Boar's Cave. His name was Diga Naka Brahman, the long-nailed Brahman. He ascended to Vulture's Peak to find somewhere no one had ever died. The Buddha asked him, Do you know that you've died here many lives over? The Brahman was distraught. I've died here before. In other words, he believed in the cycle of birth and death. He started to believe that the Buddha knew. The Buddha asked, What is the view that you hold? The Brahman said, Whatever I like, that is what I want. What I don't like, that is what I don't want. The Buddha said, You shouldn't like a view like this. The Brahman thought in his mind that it was a good view. Whatever he likes, he wants, because that is happiness. Whatever he doesn't like, he doesn't want to get, because if he gets it, he'll be suffering. But the Buddha answered back, Brahman, do you like old age, sickness and death? I don't like it. If you don't like it, then will you get it? Yes, I'll get it. If you get it, then will that be happiness or suffering? suffering. The Brahman understood. He accepted the truth that it is this way. He saw the Dhamma. This is purifying the heart to one level. Sota Pati Maga and Sota Pati Pala. The attainment to the paths and fruits of stream entry. 
And what was amazing was that Venerable Sariputta, who was fanning the Buddha at that time, contemplated this Dhamma teaching and attained to Arahantship. The heart was completely pure, bright and radiant. This teaching was given on Magha Puja Day. The Brahman praised the Buddha as one who showed the way for those who are lost, revealed what was hidden, placed upright what was overturned. Then he paid respects and left. Venerable Sariputta and Venerable Mahamogalana and their disciples came down to Veluwana Monastery and the other 1,000 monks of the three Kasapa brothers came together and the Buddha gave the Owada Padimoka. And on this training of the mind, we have to have knowing of the in and out breath, which is like our good friend. So try to develop mindfulness and train in this often. Know the in-breath, know the out-breath. The mind will grow still and the body will feel empty. Some people get afraid here. They see themselves from outside meditating and have fear that they'll die, that the mind will go outside the body. They are shocked so they don't meditate again. Here, the Krubhajans or the great teachers say that there's no need to be scared. Establish your mindfulness well. Because training the mind like this, seeing our body separating, the mind separating, that the body is one thing and the mind is one thing, we will see that there is no self. Carefully establish our mindfulness well and try to train in this often. We will see that the body is not ours. There is no us or them. If we see this one day, then the mind will be emptiness. When the mind is emptiness, this is purity or purity arising. The true practice is the practice for us not to be anything. So the term becoming a sotapanna, it means letting go. It's like carrying something heavy, carrying something like 10 heavy logs. Becoming a sotapanna, this means we put down three of these heavy logs. What they gain is the lightness. Becoming a sotapanna is like gaining lightness. If we put it all down, it's like having nothing. It's not heavy. This is attaining to becoming an arahant. It's not that we get and gain and carry more and more, that we become this or that. It's about getting rid of and putting things down, till we don't become anything at all. We practice till we don't want anything more. We don't want to be anything. We want to give up the things that we are right now, because what we are already is heavy. The Buddha taught this, so may you follow this path, follow it until the heart is pure. Train the mind to be pure. We are all Buddhists, but there are many type of Buddhists. There are those that are Buddhists just by name, and there are those that are Buddhists that are determined in the practice of Dhamma. They are all called Buddhists. Ask the bad person, they will say they're Buddhist. Ask the thief, they'll say that they are Buddhist. Ask the criminal, they'll say that they're Buddhist. Ask the one who drinks alcohol every day, they'll say that they're Buddhist. We have to see if we are real Buddhists or not. Or are we the type of Buddhists that don't have much value? 
we should reflect on ourselves on this Marga Puja and see what level of inner Buddha is within our hearts. Has our heart changed from an ordinary worldling to becoming a beautiful person, one who has a beautiful heart imbued with sila dhamma? We have to slowly change, give up that which is heavy, little by little, until we meet with the truth. Like Diganaka Brahman who met and saw the truth, or the highest arahants who met and saw the truth, and all the lay people are able to practice to this level. If you have faith, effort and determination, mindfulness, samadhi and a good level of wisdom, then you can do it. Because there are a lot of lay people who are skilled in the practice and have mindfulness and wisdom, who can contemplate and see the mind is emptiness, empty from attachments, and they can see conventions and liberation seeing all things as conventions, which liberates the mind. But these individuals wanted it and practiced seriously. Some practiced meditation many hours a day, or many others who practiced by using their mindfulness and wisdom in order to contemplate and investigate so that they can let go of mental objects of the past and future and keep the mind in the present moment and develop this emptiness of mind. So it's not just only for the monks. So the practice that leads to letting go and leads to purity, all of you can do it. May you all walk the path of the Awada Padimoka that the Buddha taught. When we let go of evil, we have sila. We have right livelihood, right actions, right speech, which is sila. We build goodness by having right view and right thoughts. And we establish samadhi and have mindfulness. We have effort and determination. And our mind is still and calm. This is about developing merit and skillfulness. Following the noble eightfold path until we can develop wisdom and insight. It's like we walk the path of sila, samadhi and panya. This morality, concentration and wisdom until the mind can be pure, free and radiant. May you all be determined in the Maga Puja coming up. Reflect on yourself. Have mindfulness. Mindfulness with the breath a lot or with your meditation object like Bhutto. Reflecting on the virtues of the Bodhisattva or that which is most suitable for you. Practice meditation till the mind is peaceful with Samadhi. Can enter Samadhi. Have inner rapture and have stillness in the mind then the mind can be joyous with metta and compassion full in your hearts. How much ever dhamma we gain, this is the amount our hearts will grow in metta and compassion. May you all be determined in your practice and may you all grow in the dhamma.